Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. This This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, kind of horror genre, thriller or action movie or kids movie or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of... um, of a guy like Gary Tyson, who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid, um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars, uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary, and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in some some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, Um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Hello, welcome to another episode of the X-Files Files. Um, thank you to everyone who came to the shows in Atlanta. There were a lot of X-Files Files people there. Thomas Middleditch uh, plays Richard from Silicon Valley and I did shows at the Atlanta Improv. Many of them were sold out. A lot of X-Files Files people. Thank you for coming. It was wonderful. It was magical. Um, um, and then, you know, so now I'm sort of trying to get back to the regular schedule of recording these. There's some busy stuff coming up, but the summer should be, for the most part, not too crazy. Um, so I'm excited to sort of dive back in. This week, it's home with Emily, my wife, and Jared Logan, my friend. Um, this is an episode when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, this might be the one I like watching the most, which I know is like kind of a effed up thing to say but um really really great episode and i've been talking with glenn morgan one of the writers of this episode and he's out of town but what i think i'm going to do is wait till the end of the season and then have him back on to to talk about all of the episodes that he wrote for season four which is also unfortunately his last season on the show well until you know this upcoming season so uh that's that's all very exciting. Um, just uh, you know, Silicon Valley is on HBO right now. It's airing every Sunday night, right after Game of Thrones. The first two episodes have already aired. Uh, 
I think it's a really good season. The first two episodes I really, really loved. I think, you know, I think they're very funny. I think the story's cool. Um, but, you know, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. And as people who know, uh, who listened to last week's episode know, um, that season three already got picked up. So this is not one of those shows that you're like, oh man, they got canceled and I didn't I didn't see it coming. Well, it's not gonna get canceled. You have at least one more year after this of watching the show, so watch it. And um, thanks all for listening. Oh, I was also on Seth Meyers last night. I was on Seth Meyers, so you know, if you're gonna watch that, watch that. We were gonna talk about the X-Files, but we unfortunately didn't get to. So, um, all right, enjoy this episode, guys. We are recording. This is the worst start to a podcast we've ever had. No, that's really great. Did your drama department do that to get ready for shows? Oh, yeah. No, we would do worse things like uh, Gray Squirrel, Gray Squirrel, Shake Your Bushy Tail. This is the, These are songs I would say in college. college. Grown-ups. Grown right? As an adult, yeah. Yes. Why would the... What would the... What did the Gray Squirrel do? It's to get your energy up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ours was like... You do a lot of like uh, boob shaking. For that, I was doing it the other night before taking a meltdown, um, and it was working like a gangbuster. Like a gangbuster. So this is the first episode of the X Files Files that has two guests on it. What? Really? Jared wow. and Emily. It's the first Did you one. Did you that you were reading our names? No, <laughs> Jared, Logan, and Emily V. Gordon. Uh huh. Very important to say the V. It's true. It's the first one, and I wanted to do it because we've all watched a lot of horror movies together. We are. Yes, this is yeah. a horror movie crew from way back. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Everyone's tired. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> oh. oh. How did I do that? I don't know how you did that. I may have ruined the show. Sorry, everybody. Ruined the show. Um, so, uh, but I wanted to get us back together because it's the most horror movie episode of The X-Files. This, you guessed it. It's called Home. Oh. Uh, this is the one that's the straight up scariest, most structured like a horror movie. <laughs> you Why? Why is he laughing? <laughs> She's cracking me up. What? <laughs> yeah, you're just. <laughs> Very interesting. So, uh, of yes, course, yes. this is the one, uh, the Peacock Family. Yes. Um, and we all watched it last night. Uh, Some of us watched it several times. You guys, I've, I've seen it twice. Yeah. Uh, in the last two days. You guys have seen it? Uh, what do you guys think of this episode? Uh, well, it's one of the favorite ones of all time, right? Right. And it's probably one of the most disturbing ones. I would yes. agree. It's the most relatable to me because I'm from West Virginia. I was going to say. Oh, and these are like. We're both country folk. Yes. And this is a very much a country folk episode. It is a country folk episode. Yeah. I know, Emily, a couple times you bristled when they said War of Northern Aggression. You were like, ugh. Yeah. You said that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's the way that uh, people I don't necessarily love uh, being from the same town as will refer to the Civil War. Well, I mean, but it's, uh, you know, it's an exaggerated it's version of that, And right? they actually reference there's it. There's a point right? to it. Yeah. Yeah, there's Several a point things. to it. Well, there's a lot of things, a lot of things to get through in this episode. The first thing, uh, you mentioned this. I thought it was interesting that uh, they said the War of Northern Aggression and the sheriff, so they're sort of, you could see, they're like from the South. Yeah. They were uh, against... Even though apparently it's filmed in Pennsylvania or like set in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but I think they moved there. Yeah. But they're... So they're part of the Confederacy and they... Um, so, so the fact that the sheriff is black, I think, is sort of... Their America is already gone. So they're trying to keep their America going in their little house because yeah. it's already gone. And then the bigger America, which is that town... Is already like... Now that gone. town is trying to hold on to its identity. And it's getting invaded by technology, but in this one specifically, Mulder and Scully are coming in. Yes. I actually saw the the Black Sheriff as, uh, both he's a great actor and perfect for the role, but if it was intentional, I saw it as like, oh, they want to show that it's like, this town is like, there are good people, and then maybe, we don't know, like, they wanted to make sure we knew it wasn't a racist town. No, it's not a racist. The whole town's not peacockish. Yes. No, no, I just mean, I they're peacockish, and the town has like this weird... 
pact with the peacock people. They yeah. have this truce, like, you're in your house, you do your thing, we'll do our thing, we'll never talk about it. And, and it, it certainly is a thing. Do you remember growing up that there were people that, uh, there were, like, houses that would just be shooting guns a lot and the it, nothing was ever done about it? It was just, like, a thing? Yeah. Yeah, rusted cars in your front yard. Oh, well, that's, well, my that, grandmother had that. that <laughs> well, there you go. That's everyone. You see, we said that those people were not as, uh, they were not good people. Couches on the front porch? That's a, not a good sign. But that's, like, a college thing, too. Yeah, but these were, like, the yeah, rusted These are adults cars. with families. Yeah, yeah, well, Emily, they just, they had a hole in their backyard where they used to throw their old <laughs> electronics then their <laughs> their appliances so old fridges would just go in the hole we ha- it wasn't a hole it was like a gully essentially the fridge and hole the fridge <laughs> hole the fridge and uh, hole. You, if you look down at it you can see washers and dryers that were like clearly from the 40s uh, and that's just how we got rid of electronics and my sister and I played on uh, like as a jungle gym a, a, like a 1957 Chevy <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, Emily, if I went to your house and pulled and looked under the bed, would I find an armless legless <laughs> Yeah. You look fine. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> well, that's interesting because it's a little bit of uh, this town has its dirty secret, right? The yeah. town's dirty secret is the Peacock family. And I think it plays a lot on, I don't know if I can articulate this right, on like nostalgia. Because Mulder goes there and he's talking about baseball and talking about his childhood. This is where I want to end up. Yeah, you talk about like lovely towns and Americana and stuff and you see all the seedy underbelly of that. The music. Yeah, the The music music is all like very evocative, very nostalgic, uh, simpler time. But you see that the simpler time came with, you know, some pretty horrific shit. The Civil War, the, the, yeah. the slavery, all that stuff. I don't know that incest was necessarily late to the 50s, the 1950s. No, but... but yes. But, right. Yes, in general. Yes. yes. But they're just protecting their home. They're not into incest because of incest. They're, like, trying that's to protect their, their home. Yeah. And that's the whole theme of this episode is people trying to, like, hold on to their homes and their way of life. Yeah. Different levels of it. It felt a little like a... The, some of the best Stephen King stories to me are the ones where it's, like, <clears> a, a perfectly lovely town, but then it turns out it's, like, being run by the blood of babies and... Yeah. There are dead rock stars everywhere. And I like that idea because as being from Jared and I from very small towns, I like the idea that like, no, it's really not it's not that great. It's like not it's like not amazing. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Small towns suck. Yeah. It's not great. Well, I mean I think you know, X Files of modern modern times is about these small towns that have weirdness and like sort of internet and technology coming in, modernity coming in and stamping out the weirdness. And in most X-Files, that's sort of seen as a bad thing. Yeah. Like, oh, what's special about these towns is becoming homogenized. In this one, it's different. It's like, well, maybe them coming in is not the worst thing. There's worse things that are happening in this town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No, yeah, I think it's interesting you talking about, like, the pact they have with them, like how we kind of like in America... So that's your property, so we're going to let you do whatever you want to do on that property. Yeah. But then maybe sometimes you shouldn't just let people do whatever they no, want to do on their not, property. Yeah. They're having sex with their if mothers. Having, make, although consensual all the way around. Is consensual incest uh, legal? No. no. Actually, a woman just got arrested recently for having a consensual relationship with her father, and she's being sent to prison for it. What about the father? Great question. I do know, but I think he well, should. Well, you know, know, women use their wiles and yeah. men. <laughs> the father's an innocent victim in this case. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's a younger woman. Who can resist that? What are you gonna do? Nightmare people. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? She's old enough to be my daughter. Not have sex with your daughter is what you do. Uh, yeah. So it is completely illegal. And actually, there are maybe one or two states because there was another case of this recently where uh, this woman. Oh, they were going somewhere. Yeah, that they were going to move to, I believe it was New Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. Because weirdly, New Jersey, it's allowed, right? It's not that it's allowed, it's just they haven't outlawed it yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could at some point. No one's going to throw you a party for it. No one's going to welcome you. It's not like, yeah. Um, So, it is legal, and it is something maybe you shouldn't be doing on... Maybe. Yeah, well, but I also am like, until... <laughs> what? I, here, what are say, you also like? Wait, yeah, finish this talk. <laughs> It is, it is Mulder and Scully that come in and kind of trigger all the murders that happen in this episode. Right. I was thinking about that. You know, there's a couple of X-Files where they come and investigate, and then the murders kind of multiply because of because them. Of sure. Them. They do uh, multiply yeah. because of them. But those guys did kill a baby, then and they- so that baby's murder has to be solved. I mean, they solved the murder. <laughs> 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> they solved it like the first two minutes. Yeah, they go, yeah, yeah. what's that house over there? Yeah, the murder yeah, house. We don't talk about that house. The sheriff says, I guess you could call them human. Like, oh, come on, take care of this. Yeah. And I like the way that they show those um, uh, mutant suns. You, sometimes you see them in the dark. Sometimes yeah. you see them far away in the yeah. bright light. We talked a lot about this. Through like, a window. Yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of bright light horror, daytime horror in this episode. But then when you do see them, it's, it does not disappoint. They look pretty fucking hilariously bad. No, they're horror monsters. They're straight up, yeah. awesome looking, scary. And the mom is Scully says the most awesome thing on dirt. This is my favorite Scully autopsy, where she's like, Mulder, this thing has every birth defect known to me. <laughs> After the first look at it, this body has every possible birth defect. She would do dumb shit on autopsy rooms. That's dumb well, too. But it's not an autopsy room. They just pull out a baby on a tray from a refrigerator. Do you recall they do? Yeah, they, they do the autopsy in the bathroom yeah. sink. Yes. Because they don't have it. Can I talk about the, the real quickly, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, 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 Scully line uh, when she's doing the autopsy, which is when it's a, the stories of a man who uh, is turned white after oh, he's murdered. Oh, that's later. It's way later. Can I just say the line, though? Yeah. She looks at the man who is uh, turned white, is doing the autopsy, and she goes, I'm confused. I thought you said this was an African-American man. That's what <laughs> Mulder says that. Mulder says that. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's bone white, Scully, he's, not Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the, the color, color white. There's yeah, bold autopsy yeah. pronouncements is all I'm saying. Well, this episode starts off. It's it is the scariest one. It's the only one that had like a, a viewer discretion rating. Right? I didn't know that. That's and right. it starts off so intense. It starts off with the bird. Starts off with them cutting the umbilical cord. Starts with the, off with them. Burying a baby in the guy's wedding, who I think is the father of that particular one. Because it it's the mom, the dad, and then the two brothers. Although you are know they all were getting in there too. Huh? You yes. know they were getting in Yeah, they were all fucking. So how could they tell which one was the actual dad? I mean, it could have been any of them. Maybe he's the one saddest. <laughs> he's just younger. He's like, I've decided this one's mine. Yeah. Now yeah. They were all, there's a scene where she's like, you look fine. And they yeah, all there's a cycle. Yeah. No, no, you're right. They all do it at the same time because yeah. they all got naked. Yeah. yeah, they all got naked and they all did like a full 360. Oh, actually, it could he couldn't be the father. He was just the saddest because remember later Scully says it has all three of their, like, three people's yeah, DNA. Well, but what it is is it's not that they are all uh, impregnating the woman together. It's that they've been inbred so much for so many generations uh, that okay. it seems like it would be all those I would love to see that Mori Povich episode if this show was happening now they would definitely do a Mori Povich sketch yeah. like, you yeah. are the father <laughs> your entire family is the father <laughs> <laughs> and we'd all be like yeah yeah <laughs> but it's also it's weird in that it's obviously crazy, but it's not technically supernatural. No, episode. that's true. I mean, they are mutants, but the thing is that they're super strong. They get shot five times and they keep going. If they were super mutants, they would barely be able to move. They'd all be under the bed with the mother. That is true because more, they're like super strong. It's not that like diversify, like not diversifying your genes doesn't often lead to superpowers. <laughs> no, but that's the horrifying things. Like about this episode is that it's like a B horror movie plot, but then the themes and the way it's written is like. It's very intellectual. It's very smart. Yeah, it's very like, X-Files. Yeah, it's very X-Files. It's really, like, thought through. Like, there's a lot of X-Files that are, like, a theme, and then a lot of them that, that are just a mystery. This is definitely a theme episode. And I read that this episode was so popular that they actually, they pitched a spinoff about agents that just investigate incidents of incest. <laughs> incest files? In the incest files. The incest files. There is a ter- uh, they, and it's not in the DSM, but there is a, a, a term for people who are attracted to people they're genetically related to, and I've now forgotten it. I knew it for a while and was going around and telling everybody about it. But it's like uh Is that shitting where you eat or eating where you... I think it's eating where you shit. Eating where you fucking where you I think it's eat? eating the pussy you came out of. I think it's actually what it's called. Oh. Sorry. I don't yeah. think there's any oral sex happening in the peacock house. Can you imagine? I think it's all meat and potatoes. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> There's well, not much foreplay. There's not a lot of different positions you can do. <laughs> no, there's more than usual. <laughs> what? She's got so few limbs. I mean, you can't do doggy style. Do you call it spinner? 
Come on. What's that term? Oh, wait, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is going to need a cocktail warning. <laughs> this episode of The X-Files Files may not be suitable for younger viewers. Oh, Viewer discretion is advised. Did you call her a spinner? She could be. I know, that's a move where you, you yeah. spin. A spinner is someone, is a, a woman who's one. like a small woman, but she has no, anyway. So this episode starts off <laughs> super horrifying and the dad's like wailing and it's raining and it's beautiful. Like, it looks awesome. It's, this episode is directed. Beautiful. Really it cool looks fucking awesome. Car. You yeah. were talking about how great the house looks and how it looks yeah. like the way it's situated, where it's sort of like away from everything else, its own like uh, like this outcropping of the past, it's like, like coming out. Looks like fucking the base Turtle. Yeah. 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 Great not, not Norman Bates. Is it? It is Norman Bates. Norman Rockwell. Wow. Norman Rockwell meets Norman Bates. That's this episode. Hey, wow. Yeah. Well, that's nice work. Really pulled you through. You pulled it out. It's not yeah. even written on your sheet here. <laughs> there's a lot of words Hey, right we don't talk about the sheet. <laughs> oh, there's no sheet. <laughs> Did you, do you have a sheet? Because I don't have a sheet. I oh, I bring one usually, oh, okay. but I didn't in this particular case. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I do bring notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen it so many times. Um, and the way that the... Uh, there's a lot of like very efficient storytelling in this that I noticed watching it a couple times in the last couple of days where the kids like hit the ball in there and they're like no one says oh we don't want to go in there there's yeah. a dog house no one says anything the kids just look at each other and they pull out a new ball like so that's like oh that's scary we don't know what it is but we know something's going on over there and that the whole town knows yeah like in just that little moment you find out so much it's scary and that there's the uneasy pact that they have like everybody knows yeah you don't go in there that's their house um i thought that was great uh the uh um yeah i said the fbi is invading the town's home the town is invading the peacock's home Different levels of home. Oh, the baby hand sticking out. That's that was that's brutal. Creepy. Yeah, that's very pretty creepy. brutal. That's yeah. pretty brutal. Although that hand didn't look that deformed, and if that baby had every genetic, excuse me, I have every genetic defect. No, then I'd be like, excuse me, Scully, but it doesn't have hand defects. Yeah, yeah. so I guess it's missing hand. a couple. Where's yeah. that thalidomide thin? Yeah, it yeah. should at the very least. <laughs> Where is it thin? Plot hole. <laughs> um, there's a, yeah, Mulder, this is the first time, I think, not the first time maybe, but you see Mulder's like uh, love of baseball. Again, it's like the America, it's a simpler time. Things have become complicated, but remember when it used to be cool and fun? And Scully has a fun line when she's telling him about it, then she goes, I've quit the FBI and become a spokesperson for the Ab Roller. Yeah, because she's just attention. not listening to her. It's also her. a funny episode. There's a lot of, like, funny, fun lines in this one. I, totally. I thought it interesting that, like, there is one moment specifically at the end of the episode where they're in the house and it's very tense, and they're still joking around about, like, a newspaper that they found. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, and that is so funny. It's so yeah, funny, but that's... I also was like, quit joking, they're everywhere. <laughs> How the deputy and the sheriff and his wife be murdered? But this is what they do. Yeah, that's Part true. of it is that they go in and they've seen horrible shit and they just kind of have to deal with it. Dallas, you around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many, I mean, they, well, well, <coughs> Mulder's definitely faced stuff that was way, way more um, terrifying. I mean, that sister got abducted. And when his sister got abducted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or one time, doesn't there, like, a parasite in him controlling his mind or something like that? Surely on I some episode. I think that's teleportation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that the metaphor of It's making it real fucking... Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, you know, he's like, eh, a bunch of inbred guys. I got a gun. I'm fine. Yeah. They don't even... The inbred guys don't even have guns. No, they but don't. That does seem like a technology they would have. A musket. <laughs> them shoot yeah. in yeah. the past. They, but they traps didn't... and stuff. Yeah, and they have traps. Oh, the, the traps were cool. The traps are really cool. There's two big like uh, action set pieces in this. Uh, the first one is the one where it's a very quiet build-up where they go because the uh, like you said, it's Mulder and Scully that kind of fuck things up. So they go into the house and then the illegally, mom, I might add. Huh? Illegally, I they might They go add. into the house, perhaps illegally. The mother sees them. So the mother, knowing that the sheriff's probably responsible, sends the boys to the sheriff's house. If they hadn't gone in, everything would have been fine. But then, like, they're putting, like, clubs in the car. And they're, like, siphoning the, uh, the, the oh, that was, oil. Oh, that was nasty. So weird. That looked like Gollum. It looked like a... Yes. Like I was thinking of Gollum oh. when he bites into the... When he's in the During middle of transformation. Yeah. And he bites into the when fish. When he's in the middle of transitioning. Yeah, transition. <laughs> okay, transition means something very specific. Uh, not necessarily. Okay, you transition to a butterfly. 
Yeah. Transition is just a word. Yeah. yeah. Just I could transition to a lawyer if I went to law school. Yeah. Your lenses transition when you go outside into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, right. So we, you might say Gollum is trans. <laughs> okay. Right. I, no, I just would like to point out that I did not say that. Emily fixed it. Like, so what do you guys do? I didn't do anything. And anyway. <laughs> transitions to Gollum. Anyway. Um, Gollum was always Gollum and his transition was just him becoming his true self that he always knew he was. Yeah. Anyway, so they, but that scene, that first action scene is so good where they're like putting the clubs in and they get it and they start the song and there's a misdirect in that, uh, they put on Johnny Mathis's Wonderful Wonderful, mm -hmm. which is a great contrast. But it also works because uh, there's a big mislead happening. Because Mulder's at the motel yeah. uh, trying to get the, the reception on his TV. Like, this town is so old that even, like, reception hasn't gotten in. Right. Right? I thought that was, like, a cool little thing. Uh, and they're like, no one locks the town. And then Mulder puts the chair up against it because Mulder's Mulder and he doesn't sure. trust anything. Um, so you don't know if they're going after Mulder or if they're going after the sheriff. And then at the sheriff's house, you hear the music outside. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's perfect. That's such a cool moment. And why? Fucking I've horrifying. Never, I've not really seen that in, done in a lot of TV shows or movies where, like, we're clued into, like, oh, he's here because we've heard that song. Yeah. And it's the, fucking awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's also, Scully has told the sheriff, like, oh, there's a white Cadillac outside their house. And when he looks outside his window, he sees the white Cadillac. He knows exactly what's happened. This episode has so many like, little setups and payoffs. It's yeah. structured so well. It's like the fact that, it, just like they say, if you see a gun in Act 1, the, a gun will be discharged in Act whatever. Yeah. If you hear someone say they don't carry a gun in Act 1. It will yeah, not be discharged. Be, yeah, that'll be. Yeah. It will definitely not be discharged. Definitely not be yeah. discharged. And I also, uh, if you live in the country, lock your doors. We locked our doors. Lock your doors. Jared didn't lock his door. Uh, our family did not lock our doors. It's just like, I, I was always in Lock the doors. Yeah, I lock the door. Well, you grew up in a huge city. We grew yes. up in the country. Yeah, there's, I mean, you think about it. There is more reason to do it in the country. Yeah. The city people are watching who's going in and Always. out of everywhere. Yeah. And in the country, you're out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. That's a perfect place for someone to very quietly slip in and then murder you very loudly because no one will know if you're being murdered loudly. That's why The Strangers happens in the, the, the Strangers, that's why The Strangers is a very scary movie for you. Yeah, but it doesn't really happen statistically. You're way more likely to get, you know, oh, murdered, yeah. murdered and stuff in the city. Yeah. yeah. It just seems Around scary. where everybody is yeah. watching. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Murder. Uh, but then that scene where you hear the music and then they come up and they destroy the sheriff and his wife and his wife is under there and the, oh. her husband's blood oh. is like slowly pulling towards her and it touches her finger. That's fucking awesome. And movies have stolen that. I saw, I'm pretty yeah. sure Wrong Turn stole that exact scene, which is a movie I like. Wrong Turn stole maybe this entire episode. Yeah, I mean, right? stole that. Yeah. 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 Very well, similar bad guy. Yeah, it is. Well, the other thing that's really good about this episode is that the, you know, in the way Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the house has its own personality and it's yeah. really designed really well. And this one, same thing. The house from the outside and the inside, when they go in, they find the bloody spade, the bloody shovel, they find the, the bloody scissors. It's all, um, uh, it, it's like designed really, really well yeah. in the, the, the inside of the house. Also, just the grooves thing under the bed. Like, grooves thing, yeah, oh, yeah. they could have pulled the mother out to fucking feed her. Can I just ask a question? Why did she stay under the it bed? It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> she could easily be on top of the bed. <laughs> right? That's a very good she point. She could be on the bed. She could be on the bed. Maybe she likes it better under there. It's got to be, uh, well... Uh, they have a lot of traps. Maybe they're worried about people finding her. Maybe so. And it worked at the beginning. Nobody finds her. Nobody they finds her. That's true. And when they go through and then you see the camera zooms in and the lighting is so that you only see her eyes yeah. and the music is going like fucking nuts and it goes to commercial, that's probably my favorite X-Files act break of all time. Yeah. It's so horrifying. It's so just scary. Just eyes. Yeah. yeah. You know who she reminds me of is the mom from Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Goonies. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the Goonies. Yeah. Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. What's that actress's name? I oh, well. Yeah, but I do love her. But I also feel like I looked up a picture of this actress, uh, not in this character. I'm really fascinated by people who play, like, very 
disfigured characters. Grotesque So, like, the person, the pinhead from, uh, and I'm saying that because I think that's her name, in uh, American Horror Story. No, that's what they call her, That actress uh, is quite lovely, and she's a stand-up comedian. Uh, The guy who played um, the emaciated uh, guy in uh, Seven, the guy who's on the bed and has been, like, starving for, like, 90 days, he was just, like, a very underweight actor. I've, like, seen things of, like, these really grotesque-looking people, and they just are people who are kind of skinny and have interesting faces that can go in different directions. Yeah, like, you know, the casting call for emaciated... Emaciated torture victim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times there's one in uh, 28 Days Later, there's a very, very, at the end, there's like a strikingly, terrifyingly skinny person that I remember watching the movie and being like, oh, that's clearly like CG or like animatronic or something. No, it's a dude. It's a straight up dude who's just that skinny. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this actress, I believe, has been in other episodes of The X-Files. Oh, I didn't not know that. Makeup. Wait, how do they make her look like she doesn't have uh, limbs? I don't know, but that scene where they wanted to spend pull her out, and then she, like, somehow... <laughs> like, wiggles her way back in? Wiggles her way back in. That makes me laugh. Yeah, every time. Every time I go, well, goodbye. I'll see you later. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> But you kind of need to laugh. I needed that laugh moment because it's so intense. There's a lot of, like, funny laughs yeah, in this. Yeah, uh, Even though it's a real mess of an episode. And they have that thing where this is... We're starting to sort of see Scully's issue with becoming a mother and all that stuff. Oh, they yeah, they hit pretty, that pretty hard. They hit that pretty hard because her and Mulder talk about it, where she's like, what must a mother go through when her son... This is the episode where she decides it's definitely a good idea. <laughs> well, she's it's like, funny. I saw how much she loved her kids. Obviously. <laughs> well, she does give her a speech where she's like, you, have, you don't have no kids, you don't understand the love a mother feels. Or, the pride. Or the, the pride. Which is like, it's kind of... You know what's weird is that these monsters, they're horrific monsters, but it's kind of relatable. Like, I get where they're coming from. I I suppose. I don't know that I would... I would. Uh, they're just trying to protect their home. They're not going out and killing them. No, they're doing more than trying to protect their home. They're trying to propagate their own family. Yes, they're trying to propagate their own family. There's a scene where Mulder is uh, in the motel watching, like, how animals hunt. Yeah. And then they later hunt the same way. So yeah. that information yeah. also comes he back. He does the same quote. He says the exact same thing. With yes, exactly. Yeah. Again, loaded gun, shot later. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, nature doc, plays off later. So it's also like these guys are more like animals. And Mulder actually says something. They're like, you know, animal nature stripped of the technology and all these things that we've created for them. Which is, I will say, if you take away technology, uh, people don't start fucking their families and ripping people apart. I'm just saying. No, but these yeah. guys have been at it. But these guys have been at it a while. These guys have been at it a while. Uh, but I, I thought that was such an interesting... That's the only part I felt was a little maybe shoehorned into the episode, was that it's more... I, I understand what the mom is saying, but like for, for oh, her to no. say that to, to Dana and Dana be like, yeah, I can't really start thinking about having kids. Like, that's not, that's but, crazy to me. Because I think it's like a good fucked up way of doing that. Yeah, I it's think like, so, yeah. It, otherwise it's like sort of maudlin and like it's a woman. Like, right, yeah. Kids. This is like a fucked up monster. She just got kid. done fucking all her sons. All her sons. Because she loves them. Because one of them, two are brothers and one is the father brother of yeah, them. Yeah, father brother. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because mom, dad, and then the dad fucked them and had yeah their brother their brother yeah older brother two younger or brothers Brad. but his name's not Brad Brad what are their names Brad Brad <laughs> this is Corey <laughs> I want to see like the flashback for a couple times when the peacock tried to go to school yeah you know oh yeah oh, well they have that cool they were picked on. it's a really cool thing when they see those pictures the family pictures of them and they're like normal old family pictures but they're At all like, kind point. of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a really fun way to show that. And then Scully's realization that this is the mother. Like, it's it's really cool, that whole sequence. Now, here's what I want to ask. Now, I don't want to get you off your train of thought. No, but, no, no. You I know, know, I do you... Now, that was the 90s. What, what, what year was this? 96. Okay. Do you think that there... And, of course, this is an exagger, horror exaggeration. Do you think there are people like this out there who are, like, living in houses with no... Well, you Technology. saw. Did you see my brother's keeper? Did you see that documentary? No. Brother's keeper is about three brothers uh, who live in. You remember we were watching it? We stopped watching it a half hour in because it's just unrelenting bleakness. Yeah. It's these guys who live in a shack. People know them in town. There's no electricity. They 
Same, uh, one well, of the, in the 70s, basically, yeah. Yeah, there's like, but they, one of them ends up dead, and it's about the murder trial, because they think the brothers killed him, and they found, like, the brother's semen on his pants, like, this way. Oh, no. Yeah, and they're all, like, weirdly religious, too. Um, so oh, that never goes hand in hand with uh, other <laughs> types of abuse. No, never. Uh, again, you can be religious and totally fine. I don't want to. No, you can't. <laughs> Jared's joking. He's a devout Christian. I'm joking. And can we all joking about that last part? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, though, that family is sort of like this. I think now it's getting harder and harder because every place has wireless and Time Warner cable is fucking colonizing. The land, yeah. But my cousins are off the grid. I have a yeah. They live off the grid, right? They, they could be doing stuff. They're not. I'm saying they could be. Yeah, it's a, a husband, wife, uh, and they have four kids: three boys, one girl, and they hunt their own food. Um, really? They don't have television. They don't. I think they maybe have phones at this point, but they do have uh, internet because she has a blog that she writes about being off the grid, how they how they hunt their own food. But they could go without the internet. And they're homeschooled, and uh, they live in the middle of nowhere, and they that's how. Then they are pretty religious, but they're and they're awesome. The and the blog is fantastic, by the way. It's like a really cool like they're like teaching a seven year old how to hunt bear. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy wild. Thing. Uh, but I do absolutely think these people. There are parts of America that don't have running water, especially down in like Louisiana. Some parts of the South, they don't have running water. They don't have electricity. Getting like internet to them is like not even on the table right now. But like this, there are people that live like this and are perfectly happy. But it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird for the rest of the people around them. Are they in, where you're from, North Carolina? Are they, they are my family. Area? Yeah, they're um, they're west of us. Yeah, in the mountains. Okay. Yeah. Because I know it happens in Alaska and stuff, but that's like yeah. a frontier. Super far away. Yeah. 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 No. I, I Middle think of it, Pennsylvania seems it, crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, the town isn't like that. The town is... Yeah. They come so, okay, but... The town has two cops, house. so that's something. But, like, the... the, the, the uh, my brother's keeper, I believe that's what it's called, their door is made of, like, a refrigerator door. Like, it's... The way they live is insane. There's just trash everywhere. Don't you... Like, when they... See, okay, when I was a kid, we lived kind of out in the country, and we had some jakey stuff. My mom would use the term jakey. And then you would go into the city, and you'd be like, why don't I have flat screen? Why don't I have... Yeah. yeah. If you get to see a hint of it, that's all you really... And then, 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 then that becomes like a value for you. We could talk about whether it's a good value or not. But it's just weird to me, people who are like, no. Yeah. I like refrigerator door door. <laughs> it's good. It works for me. Why would I fix it if it ain't yeah. broken? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's clearly what the mother in yeah. this thing is. Although like, she she's broken. Like she, she, she broken. But, but she, she wants to, she has a great line where she uh, is talking about how good her sons are, where she's like, uh, saw a, a ripped my arm off, saw it sitting across the lap from my. Across from me on my dead husband's lap. Great line. This woman is badass. She's been through yeah. some shit. She's yeah. a survivor. There's a, oh, right arm was torn off, so I'm sitting there across my dead husband's lap. They're such good boys. I can tell you don't have no children. One day you learn to pride, to love, and you know your boy will do anything for his mother. It's like you kind of, kind of get it. Yeah. Do you I, think they crashed because of their incest? In, in redness. I think their fingies were bad. Their fingies made it hard to drive. They had an accident. The dad died. The mom almost died. And the, the kids were like, we're just going to take care of it. And that's what I mean by the town having this truce with them. The town was like, all right, fine. Do yeah. take them. Do whatever it is you do. We're not going to worry about it. Are they probably, I mean, they thought that they had died. But they were like, we don't know anything about it. Well, but they dragged her from the hospital or something. So they oh, knew. Yeah. That's also from the wreck. Was it from the hospital or from the wreck? Either way, it's yeah. a crime. They should have investigated it, and they clearly didn't because they didn't want to, you know, fuck with it. These much. people that are always like, I got my rights, and my rights are that I can't use any public services or, <laughs> like, like, I refuse to trust yeah. hospitals or... Uh, come on, guys. Uh, they're there for your benefit. It's fine. People that mention rights are a lot are people that don't have much else. <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean? I got a right, though. Yeah. I got a right. I got a right to not, and I'm using a southern <laughs> accent because it's my default for voices like this, but... Uh, voices like what? You know, voices where I talk about rats. 
I'm never, using a southern accent because the southern people are the ones that usually talk like this. <laughs> okay, good point, good point. <laughs> well, they, and it's also in this one, Mulder, is, it's interesting, Mulder is the one who doesn't want to investigate it. Usually Mulder is like, no, we gotta go, Mulder, this one is like, let's just go, and it's Scully's like, maternal instinct that has yeah. her like looking to it because she initially thinks that it's someone that they kidnapped and are keeping against their will yeah yes. babies with yes. someone they kidnapped which by the way is a terrifying thing to oh. definitely investigate that uh, yeah and so then that's how she convinces Mulder yeah the idea that it's consensual at least is something for me I at least appreciate that no one's being raped no one's being uh, made to make babies against their will. I guess you're right. Everything's There is an upside. Yeah, there is an there upside. There is an upside to the Peacock family. Yeah. That's not so bad. I also love that their name is Peacock, which is, I could say, the most beautiful bird in the natural kingdom. You know what I was thinking of? Oh, the Sawney Bean family is who I was thinking the of. The Sawney Bean family. Yeah. That's a... I love that story. It's so cool. Who are they? Yeah, it may not be true at all. Is that right? Well, but tell Unfortunately. Us, tell us what it is. So there's a cave in England that... Scotland. Only, Scotland, sorry. That can only be seen uh, when tide is super low. And this family had just been living in this cave for generations, uh, in, making babies with each other, um, and oh. and then robbing, murdering, and eating people that would trip trap across the bridge. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, they were highwaymen as they well. Were high, yeah. yeah. So the peacocks are better than them because they're not... They're not eating people. Or why you do you know think, the peacocks ate some people? Why do you think that they're not real? The Sawney Bean family? It's yeah. been, oh, they did some historical yeah. research oh, okay. recently. It's pretty boring, but they're like, they think that these guys actually like trumped up their military records by being like, yes, it was my grandfather who got oh. the Sawney Bean family. Okay. And Everybody wants to story. say they fought off the Sonny Bean family. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Again, it feels like inbred people would be easier to fight. Because of debilitating defects. birth defects, yeah, you would think. Yeah, uh, Mulder and Scully's banter in this one is really fun, where she's like, "We all have a natural instinct to propagate," and he's like, "Do we?" Like they're all Get they're all getting flirty with each That's other. That's what the, it, the TV guy would always be like. This show is sexy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the way that you yeah. make this it. is the episode that TV guy meant. Yeah. Yeah. What well, can you imagine if you just turn on the TV and this is the episode that's on? Like it's a pretty brutal episode. And I'll talk about this later. But I went to the uh, message boards. People at the time hated this episode. Oh no! Really? What? Hated this episode. And I ran an interview with uh, Glenn Morgan, who's done the podcast. He's a great guy. Glenn Morgan, good friend of mine. Anyway, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, Glenny, Glenn uh, Morgan. In an interview, he was talking about how disappointed he was with the reaction to it. The hardcore Xbox fans didn't like it. And last weekend, I did like this. I told you I wrote this list of like episodes to get you into the Xbox if you don't know the show for Vanity Fair. And I put it in home. And people tweeted at me like, why did you put home in there? This is like the what? ugly stepchild of... X-Files fandom, which is crazy because it's one of the best episodes. I've always remembered it as one of the yeah, best. So on yeah, so it's always on good lists. On the message board, what, what were people's reasons for not liking it? We'll get to it. Oh, Kumail, let's get to it now. Okay. Uh, they were saying, uh, last episode of, uh, was great, but really Mulder and Scully versus Killer Inbred Mutants? Come on, I feel insulted. What a disappointment. Uh, this is a different one. That was Olivier. This is a different one. What a disappointment. I could not believe that Chris Carter would stoop so low as to produce such a sick, tasteless episode. Scary, sure, that's what gives X-Files its thrills, but we don't need to see such unnecessary gore and violence. I thought the scene where the sheriff and his wife were being brutally murdered was absolutely disgusting and tasteless. Do we really need to see the look of horror of a woman witnessing her husband's death? Um, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Unnecessary gore. Gore is not fear. Um... Anyone can think of a bizarre perverted plot, but it takes brace to think of a scary story without taking it over the edge. Uh, they said that this episode got a little out of hand. Uh, what I about, hard- sorry, what a bunch of pussies. Yeah, and a lot of people... <laughs> Emily, tell me you can't say that. No, oh, I can't of, say that? What a bunch of uh, penises and vaginas. What a bunch of shriveled dicks. <laughs> what a bunch of genitalia. People are also... A lot of people are going, like, it's just not written well. The show started off, started off on an intellectual basis, and now it's been cheapened in order to gain more popularity with the mainstream brainless TV watcher. That's stupid no, because that's it's not. one of the smartest episodes of the yeah, show ever, right? And also, yeah, okay, you don't like the violence. I'm totally down with you feeling that way. But, like, um, 
You gotta give him one. Let him do one like that. It's not like it was a trend on the show. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, and I also feel like it's not, this is not the episode to bring in broad, like broaden the viewership. No. This is not the one that's gonna No, this is the one that narrows the viewership. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, very intelligent. It's like one of the smartest horror things ever made, not just sex thoughts, but anywhere. In a way, it's sort of, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, in a way, it's sort of, um, it's sort of prophetic because a lot of horror went way more in this direction very soon after, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like in the 2000s when there was the torture porn thing. That, now, that's the bad, that's the bad extreme of that, the right. rotten extreme of that, but I think that produced some good stuff. Yeah, and of course, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the best horror movies of all time. So. Right, this is definitely of the Texas Chainsaw vibe in the sense that it's grimy and dirty, but Texas Chainsaw is awesome. I think this is smarter because this one is actually saying something. Yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw is just really scary and awesome. But this one's really like, it's got, you know, thematically, it really fits in with the Xbox. Texas Chainsaw is saying something. It's saying something. Yeah. What's it saying? Let's go let Jerry. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are right. Uh, what is Texas Chainsaw saying? Uh, just don't eat people. It's something no. about uh, it's something family. about brutality created them, right? Because they all worked at uh, that plant where they where they would kill the cows. Good. That's how it starts. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, to live in America, you must be brutal. America, America produces a brutal. It's uh, built on the foundation of violence. Of yeah. violence so now, when there's violence, we like are shocked by it. Don't we? Shouldn't be. And if it sounded like, like I was pulling that out of my ass, <laughs> I was. You this, literally this, took his pants off. To say that. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode's. I mean, it definitely has like more of a theme than yeah. Texas Chainsaw. I'm yeah. sure Texas Chainsaw does. You know, people have written about it and stuff. But I just feel like this one's a really, really smart episode. Not just with the themes, but also the way the setups and payoff, the way it's structured. Yeah. Like, yeah. so there's. A, you know, two big sort of fights, right? The one we talked about with the Johnny Mathis song that plays. And that whole time when they're beating them up, you just hear the song very faintly. And then when they, it, it cuts away and it's outside the sheriff's house, then they come out. And just that moment is so chilling where it's like, oh, their job's done. Now they're going home. And then the music gets loud again. It's really, really I'm cool. always a sucker in TV or movies when songs continue. Like when songs aren't like are, are a function in the in the they're not in the soundtrack. They're not right. in the soundtrack, yeah. and so they do go away. There's a word off, for it. They come back on. Is there a word for it? There's, there's a talk. word for in, in in story music and out of story. Yeah, music. where like the characters can hear it. It's something else. That's what I love. But then also the last one. Then there's the big um, sort of uh, fight at the end when they go in and you know the, the deputy dies and stuff. So it's structured really really well. And it's there's pigs. Those pigs bar MU, that's a baby. That was funny. Yeah, that's yeah. another joke that she made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does make jokes. They make jokes. Um, and so this is the thing. is like, you know, we talk about most of the X-Files is against the homogenizing of these towns. And then it's saying, well, maybe some of this darkness needs to go away. But the homogenizing is pretty bad. Like, I've talked about this before. Yeah. You go to any town... All the strip malls. Every place is exactly the same. Now the same things. There's a Panera, if it's nicer. There's always a Dunkin' Donuts. Cold there's, there's Cold Stone. There's, there's McDonald's. There's CJF. Everything is exactly and the same. And it produces the same kind of people over and over. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. People and yes, hate. I am talking about you and your town specifically. Yes. People who hate episodes of TV like this. <laughs> that challenge them. <laughs> Uh, I, and there are still those weird little corners. There still are in my hometown. So I, and I feel like when you and I are traveling, we'll find we'll go out of our way to find a restaurant that's not a chain restaurant to eat at. Yeah, we have a rule that if we're on a road trip, we don't eat at chain restaurants. We'll that's find pretty some good. Diner. We found a weird one. What was the one that are all the, the world's biggest omelets? They're the world's biggest omelets, and they were huge. I and I we can eat. And we didn't even put a dent in either one of the ones. No, we, we should split an omelet, and right now I really want one. Oh, oh my god, delicious! Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll go get omelets after this. That might be good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. I just had a good idea. Um, oh, you were talking about this deputy. The deputy's acting after he saw the dead sheriff. 
people. He was pretty good in that yeah, scene. He, no, the whole, Deputy's great the whole time. Oh, and I love good. Badass Deputy because there's too many movies and TV shows where the Deputy's yes. like, An idiot. Oh, I don't know. Well, what do we do? Yeah. Oh, help me, Mulder. The first example of that Twin Peaks, there's a Deputy in Twin Peaks is like, oh, yeah. oh gosh, my own. And you're like, shut the fuck up. How yeah. did you get to be a police officer? <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Well, because in those towns, you don't need to be a badass to be a police officer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, people end up in those jobs based on what their parents did. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe they don't have a passion for it. Sometimes they're too dumb to have other jobs, so they're just the sharpest. He was deputy. weirdly handsome, too. I felt weird. Emily about kept talking about his handsomeness. He was weirdly handsome. From oh, the totally. Yeah, the the sheriff himself was handsome, too. Yeah, very good looking man. I like this conversation that he has with his uh, wife outside the house, which is really the theme of the episode, where he really says, like, taking one last look around before it all changes. Like, what? <laughs> why do you think that the FBI serving a warrant to the Peacock family was going to change literally everything. I think that was just something that had been in his head already, and the fact that now he's found like FBI is interested in this yeah. town. So it's not that the FBI directly is going to modernize the town, but it's just a sign of like, oh, they're becoming more visible. They can't yeah. sort of do things their own way. Yeah. It's changing. It's not like baseball in America. You know, the government time. finds you. The government pays attention to you. They make you participate in the national... Yeah. Experiment. Debate over whether it's okay to have a baby in the <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, I thought, oh yeah, and they, they don't show, like this is such a well-written line when they find the dead sheriff and he says, uh, his chest is one big hematoma, there's wood shavings embedded in what's left of the cranium. Yeah, love cranium. That's a really well written line, and they don't show anything. It's, it, but it's like really evocative. And what if Scully every time she did an autopsy at the end was like, "And this body has every birth defect." <laughs> also, FYI, <laughs> um, what color is eyes? Mm, uh, every birth defect it seems. Uh, we're now probably blue eyes birth defect. I'm hungry. That's what she said. Oh, you know what I was thinking about her? Is that she should do, like, remember when Clint Eastwood did that car commercial where he was like, America, <laughs> bravery, defiance. Words. Mrs. Peacock should do that, where she's like, yeah, pride, pride. These cars look fine. <laughs> These cars are fine. You pride. don't know the pride. <laughs> the ingenuity. <laughs> the engineering. I so, I could easily fit in the truck and be driven around by my son. <laughs> get fucked by my son. <laughs> I saw my husband's. I saw my arm on my dead husband's lap. In a Chrysler. In a Chrysler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. American ingenuity. Yeah. I have my fuck my son in the truck. That is like it, you could fuck somebody in there as long as their moms are nice. Could there be something in this in this episode that's kind of like saying like yeah. See, I always thought all that stuff is bullshit when they're like, pride, hard, the hard work of the American worker. Yes. <laughs> the around these parts, we yes. just sit on our ports and drink yes. iced tea, and I'm always like, bullshit, yeah. you guys are fucking your mom. <laughs> but that's okay. That's an exaggeration. But that's what this episode is about. Yes. It's about like this American nostalgia for a good time. Well, that good time never happened. It was that's always a lie. It was always a lie. Yeah. It was always a lie. We were trying to like lie to ourselves. And the extent that you're willing to go to to keep that lie going is fucking your child and or parent. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, it's a cat's yeah. So you got to exaggerate. Booby traps. Point. You know. Yeah. Booby traps. Exactly. They have traps to keep the modern world out, and you know it doesn't work. They've been inbreeding forever. Which um, is <laughs> pretty modern. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? I feel like we sort of covered everything. Great I, episode. I thought it was a great episode because it's really smart, really, really scary, gross, grotesque. But it doesn't just feel too. Like, when I start watching it, it feels different from any X-Files episodes because I think most a lot of horror, like, tone is the main thing, right? You really have to get that right. And you, from the first 30 seconds, you know exactly, like... It, it has a specific feel and it's that's what I love about it it sets a very specific tone and it's a tone that's not often seen A on television and certainly not often seen in X-Files and I right. love that they were like 
let's do something different. That's the thing that I appreciate about shows like Community, that they will just every once in a while be like, oh, this episode's going to be a lot of horror episode. Yeah. And they do certain things to make it evoke that. And I love that I think it makes us feel safe and cool that we recognize it so readily. And we're like, oh, okay, I'm on board. This is going to be a horror episode. Well, it's yeah. also great that this uh, X-Files is a show where uh, the tones vary episode to episode and are yeah. really dependent on the writer. Like the writers kind of got to do whatever they wanted. So these guys, Glenn Morgan and James Wong, did a bunch of these more horror-y episodes. Like they did uh, Ice, which is like the thing. Yeah. They did uh, Tombs. Is They created Tombs. He's just a straight-up monster. So it was cool. Like they sort of had a B-horror sensibility yeah. with like really smart execution. They made it fit within the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about the X-Files is that it's a very uh, elastic umbrella under which like a lot of different kinds of stories can be Elastic told. umbrella. Did you see their show? They played Williamsburg. It's so good. I think Umbrella is great. I like their early stuff better. I think these like one-offs that are very, very different in tone from generally the rest of the show, you can't even do them to season four. That's why this season four of every show is usually the best one. Because oh, by that time, you know the characters. Yes. But then they anywhere. get to do these crazy that's true. situations where they're not quite in their in their element. And that's right. very interesting. Because you have to build their element before you take them yeah. out. Yeah, right. This episode, it's this episode in Blink of Doctor Who oh. that are considered like the best standalone episodes of, of these kinds of shows. It's rare that you can just call out like this is the best standalone episode of, of a yeah. show. But I think this one and Blink are the two. I mean, this is the first episode you showed well, me. Yeah, was it? it? This is the first one I showed you? I'm actually, I actually uh, respectfully think that this is not the best standalone I, I, I think the best files My favorite standalone, I think the best one is Clyde Bruckman. Clyde Bruckman's Peter, awesome. Peter Boyle, really good. Yeah, but this one you need less um, you need to Clyde Brockman, you, know, yeah. you really need to know the characters and the dynamic. Here, it could be the first episode you watch and love it because you don't really need to know much about the motorcycle. That could have been a pilot of the show. I'm telling you, Incest X-Files. They tried to do it. Incest <laughs> Files. Incestuous Files. The, Incestuous, uh, sex, no. the triple X chromosome X-Files. Oh. <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's the smartest one. Derek one. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. People think My phone number is 555 <laughs> yes. I live at one <laughs> with her dick. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I went to the message board, and this is one thing that Glenn Morgan was saying in the interview is that they worked on a beginning of season three, and then they left, and season three is when the show goes from like a cult hit to a huge hit. Then they come back season four, right, this episode. And he sort of talks about how he didn't realize how, how big the show had gotten until... This episode came out, and so many people didn't like it. Because he was like, oh, our fans would have liked this episode. Oh, interesting. But now it's sort of gone beyond that. And it went to the message boards, and there's a couple people defending it, but by and large, people hate this episode. Really, really don't like this episode. But it's good. Time has been kind to it. I think it's remembered as a really good one now. Time has been kind to it. Yeah. Uh, it holds up really well. It's a fantastic episode. But, um, oh, and there's so many messages now. It's so hard to parse through. But I looked up for home, and most of them are really, really, like, 90% of the stuff is negative. Which is kind of what I guess. People, like... When they really love a thing, they don't want it to change because change is uncomfortable. That's exactly right. This is a one-off. Yeah, it's a one yeah. It's they a don't want it, to, but they want innovation. But they only want innovation to the extent that they they only in what they're thinking. That they can approve of. Yeah. They want innovation that they can get behind that makes it feel good. Because for for a show that would be dark sometimes, the X Files fan base was pretty like touchy-feely, crunchy, like, they were all, like, kind yeah. of, they would talk a lot about, like, feelings and stuff on this thing. So this was, it felt like they felt violated by it, I think. Interesting. Yeah. That's, like, also, not to get way off, but the next generation, Star Trek The Next Generation yeah. fans are so touchy-feely, like, in a good way. Are they, they different than other they, Star Trek fans? What's that? Are they different than other Star Trek fans? Did sure. You well, you know, it got bigger, or it got smaller, depending on what show you're talking about and stuff yeah. or, or where it was in the, you know, evolution of it. But all I'm saying is, like, it's interesting that the X-Files fans are also like that. Yeah, they're But this show has a lot of, I, guess, I don't know, heart. So I guess that's... A little sweet piece. Yeah. Really yeah. It's also, you know, Scully's a very strong female scientist figure who is uh, more logical than her male partner, and that's a character that you don't see very often. I've gotten a lot of emails from people who, who say that they... 
became, you know, became doctors and stuff because of Scully. That's awesome. I think that's maybe the best. It's awesome. Anderson has got to be like, every day got to be like, if I've done nothing else in my career, I've made women into doctors just by playing a character. Yeah. That's amazing. She didn't just play a character, Emily. What did she do? She breathed life. (laughs) What do you guys want to plug? Oh, um, I, when is this coming Um, few weeks. Oh, uh, I have a podcast called The Indoor Kids that I do with this uh, really sexy dude that I've been trying to get get to have sex with me for a little while. Uh, Jared's going away in his so eyes. Going, yeah. uh, his name's Camille, and it's called The Indoor Kids. And, uh, I'm not going away. I'm more present than I've been this entire podcast. <laughs> Much worse. Much worse uh, reaction. <laughs> and my book comes out in September, so you can pre-order it September. on my Twitter profile, which is... Super U. It's called Super U. Yes. Emily V. Gordon. Order right now yes yeah and i'm getting married yeah <laughs> it's an open wedding it's uh <laughs> you guys are invited <laughs> postcard saying why you should be allowed to come just tweet it just uh, it'll never allowed to come. or just tweet it to me because <laughs> postcards barely exist anymore uh yeah that's really all that's what i have on my plate right now that's uh, a lot to have on your fucking plate yeah you need to get through that wedding it's yeah. gonna be beautiful at jared logan yeah, at your logo. At the Dynamite. At X Files Files. Um, thanks for listening. Feral Audio. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And we're the hosts of Talk 30 Rock to Me. Do you crave cheese late at night? Do you have lots of thoughts on your mind grapes? Do you think a rape whistle can double as an accessory? Do you miss 30 Rock? We sure do. We miss it so much, we started a podcast about it. New episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe today.